0: Episode 65, Achieve a Lot More by Doing a Whole Lot Less. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. And welcome to the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full I'm your host, Dale Dixon. This is episode number 65. Achieve a lot more by doing a whole
1: lot less. Jason Jennings, always great to be at the table with you as we talk through these. Uh, and I love doing this podcast with you more than you can possibly imagine. And I was struck the other day by the fact as I, as I get, you know, lots of emails from people uh, and most of them are just giving a kudos for the great information and stuff. Um, but, but my thought was, we're actually becoming a community principled people trying to achieve their full potential. And what a what a neat community to be part of.
0: And an aspirational thing. I love that line. So it keeps our eye on the prize. And, you know, when you talk about people who are reaching their full potential, oftentimes the list, uh, the to-do list seems to be lengthy. And people like to say, I'm busy. I, I know one of the things that I'm setting out in 2016 is to not say, I'm busy. I'm the one in charge of my time. And Um, busyness is usually a sign that there's something not right in my ability to manage my time and what I do. So I'm looking forward to this conversation today about getting more done while doing a whole lot less. Set it up for us. What are you talking about in that realm and and how is it going to impact our lives?
1: One of the uh, big influences in in my life uh, was Peter Drucker, uh, the father of modern management. And uh, he was the first one to say it. And I first came across these words many years ago uh, when he wrote, if you want to be an effective manager, do first things first and second things, not at all. And a long time ago, I, I adopted that. And what I've discovered is that very often you can let the small nagging stuff go and it takes care of itself. It resolves itself. It really doesn't need you. But first, what you need to do is you need to determine what comes first. And here's the problem with that, Dale. And American business people are horrible at deciding what comes first and doing first things first and second things not at all. And I've got some numbers that I think are pretty shocking. Uh, I I write about this in uh, the book, The High Speed Company, which came out in 2015. Uh, There's a man, uh, I I can't call him a colleague, uh, but there's a man who I quote and uh, have read widely and is in the book. A cyan Chatterjee, and he conducted a landmark study. And here's what his big, big study, it was a great research piece, uh, what it discovered. Average companies, now these are companies turning in average performances, have 372 priorities that they're tracking. These are projects and priorities these companies are tracking, 372 of them. Above average companies have only 21. So that means Average companies are doing 17 times the stuff, 17 times the problems, 17 times the communication and miscommunication, 17 times the resources, 17 times the people, 17 times the politics, 17 times, you know, the behind closed door discussions, 17 times the BS. Mm. Now think about that. Average companies, and these are billion dollar companies, have 372 priorities and projects they're tracking. Above average performers have only 21. There's another recent study that I write about in the high-speed company by Maracan Associates. It reveals, and, and these are all, again, billion-dollar companies, 95% of the leaders at $187 billion-plus companies felt their companies had no process or no discipline to help them focus and prioritize. And anecdotally in the study by Maricon, it cited a bank that actually spent more time selecting their annual holiday card than they did developing a strategy for a big new market they were entering.
0: You know, it's interesting. I just heard, and I can't place exactly where it was or uh, just how true it is, but it was only within the last hundred years, maybe, that we took and added an IES, replacing the Y, on the end of priority. Right so, you know, priority is really one. It's singular. There is a priority. Uh, And and this idea that we can have multiple priorities or 372 priorities is, uh, well, you see what it does to production. So I've got a feeling you've got a way for us to cut through. And as Drucker says, in being an effective manager, figure out what is the first thing to
1: do. And I think think it's easily done. Uh, The question is, will you step up to the plate and do it? And there are three questions that you have to ask. Number one, what's critical? Number two, what's game-changing? And number three, what will generate big results? That is the sole priority. I mean, you're right. I, I love your insight about uh, making the word priority plural. I mean, you've got to be asking the question, what is critical? Number two, what's game-changing? Number three, what will generate big results? And see, the reason you have to do that is your people always look to you or what the priority is and what's safe to ignore and not necessarily a need to pay a lot of attention to. So let's and,
0: break let's break that down really quick and start with number one, what's critical. I'm going to set the scene that you've got a group of executives or a leadership team in a company, whether it's a mom-and-pop plumber, uh, and it's, it's, it's mom-and-pop sitting in the room trying to figure it out, or it's a 15-member uh, leadership team at a larger company, and, and they say, okay, we're going to answer the first question, what is critical? And everybody in the room has their own idea of what's critical. What are some forming uh, questions to get the conversation to really highlight what is truly critical?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, uh, if those 15 people sitting around the table... If the first thing out of all of their mouths is not the exact same thing, uh, you've got the wrong people in the position. I mean, the number one priority, what's critical for every business, is growth. Because there is no business, there's no business that is ever going to remain the same. You are either growing or you're going backwards. And if you're staying the same or going backwards, you will never solve the people problem. People are going to leave in search of a better tomorrow someplace else. So what's critical is growth. That's number one. The second one is what's game-changing that can allow us to achieve that growth? And number three, what are the things that will generate big results to help us in that growth?
0: All right. So with that, um, a good time of the year to have this process, but really important to play it over and over again and remind
1: ourselves about the critical nature of growth. Uh, My words are obsessive practice and discipline. You have to be absolutely obsessive about keeping your eye. I I mean, uh, a phrase that we use around the house, uh, my house a lot, is let's keep our eye on the prize. And it takes obsessive practice and discipline to say, look, what's critical? What's game-changing that's going to allow us to achieve what we want to critically achieve? And number three, what will generate big results? Because I've got to tell you, from experience, a lot of the small, nagging stuff does take care of itself or it does go away. It's not as important as you think. Just remember Drucker when he said, if you want to be an effective manager, do first things first and second things not at all.
0: So you, you mentioned the book, uh, the whole idea behind these podcasts that you can take uh, and and put into action immediately what you hear. If you're, dr- if you're listening to this on the drive into work today, uh, you can take these three questions. What's critical? What's game changing? What will generate big results? You can put them into action today. If you want to dig deeper and go deeper into this whole concept you're going to find it in the high speed company Uh, the author worldwide bestseller jason jennings we've just been on the podcast and uh, tell us about the high speed company quickly and, and what it is folks will find of course more about doing a lot more by doing a lot less but the premise of the book
1: well, high-speed company does not mean that you're careening badly out of control. I mean, sp- uh, speed, for speed's sake, is absolutely ridiculous. You're going to get in a, a crash. You're going to hurt yourself. So when you have a high-speed company, number one, it means you solve uh, problems the first time rather than revisiting them again and again. Being a high-speed company means you keep good customers from defecting. Uh, being a high-speed company means you figure out a way to empower the 70% of all employees who say they're not engaged or actively disengaged Per Gallup State of the American Workplace Report in 2014, if you've got a high-speed company, it allows people to admit mistakes rather than covering them up. It encourages people to improvise rather than wait for direction from the top, and it reduces resistance to new ideas. Those are some of the things that being a high-speed company committed to a culture of urgency and growth, that, that's what happens. Fantastic.
0: All right. You get a lot of mail, yes. email, so and you've got a
1: message you'd like to share with the listeners. Uh, yeah, one. I, in, in fact, I got uh, two this week uh, from the same uh, from the same place, D- Detroit, Michigan. And uh, one of them says, uh, hey, Jason, I enjoy the podcast. It is very helpful. Uh, one thing I want to mention is that I like all of your books. But the one that made the biggest impact, I mean, was the first one I read, Less is More. In that book, I got introduced to New Core Steel and the story by Kimberly Clark, Burning the Bridges. Your book came out about the same time as Good to Great. And in my opinion, <laughs> it was better. Uh, Joe, I love you. No miss it, he says, against Jim Collins, but I thought you should know. Take care, sir. Joe Mossad, DSS, Detroit. Mossad's company, by the way, I I looked up this week, makes and sells next generation technology to record uh, 911 calls. And he's apparently got a a great organization. And then also from Detroit, and I happen to know this person, uh, I've done a couple of speeches uh, for Siemens. And he says, "Dear Jason, hope you're doing well. I want to drop you a note, letting you know that I absolutely love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Take care, John Hardorn uh, from Siemens." So uh, those are a couple that came in this week. I I, I hope both of those guys, by the way, uh, wrote reviews at the iTunes store too.
0: Absolutely, and we're asking asking listeners if you would be so kind go to iTunes rate the podcast. Hopefully we've earned that five-star rating from you and also write a review by doing both. You put the information up higher in the uh, list for iTunes so more people who are out searching for this type of information have access to it and can get a hold of it. And so we'd appreciate that from you. Any parting words for us, Jason? I
1: just love doing these podcasts and I'm always mindful of the huge responsibility I have in being interviewed by you Uh, to be able to take all the knowledge and information that we have gleaned from our study of more than 220,000 companies around the world uh, for my books on speed, productivity, growth, leadership, innovation, reinvention, and uh, creating cultures of urgency and growth. It's an awesome responsibility. I feel it every day, Um, and there's nothing I would rather do uh, than impart all these pearls of wisdom that we've been able to come across in our research uh, with our, the people who faithfully listen and take action and are part of this growing community.
0: And with that, we wrap it up. Have a great week. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.